This is the Side Hustle Show with Nick Loper, Episode 9. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your 9 to 5 may make you a living, but your 5 to 9 makes you alive. And now, your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Today's episode is about self-publishing and making money as an author, something I've been dabbling in myself for the past year or so, and I've actually been pretty happy and, and pleasantly surprised with the results in some way. So I wrote my first book last summer, uh, Virtual Assistant Assistant, The Ultimate Guide to Finding, Hiring, and Working with Virtual Assistants, primarily to make my virtual assistant site look more legit. I figured visitors would come to the site, see that I was a published author on the subject, and view the content with more uh, authority and credibility. And if I sold a few copies, great. If not, no big deal. It would be a fun experiment either way. And and aside from my time, the total cost was only um, $85, which included a professional editor from Elance and my choice of two $5 covers from Fiverr. Um, The one I ended up using was definitely one of my biggest Fiverr success stories. So you could, you can publish, uh, self-publish very cheaply. And, um, you know, if you've got some friends that are English majors or something, you could have them edit for you and avoid that cost too. But after publishing, a funny thing happened. Only 2% of the visitors to my site even ever looked at the special book page I made. And of those, and only 2% of those people ever ended up buying it. So, in that sense, it was a little bit um, surprising, the, the results from that front. But, but lately, the book is still selling around a copy, one copy a day, which ends up being close to $100 a month in, in relatively passive income at this point, which, you know, it's not a ton of money, but it's still pretty awesome, right? Um, I imagine if I can grow my portfolio of titles a little bit more, it has the potential to really start adding up. So it turns out, the Amazon marketplace is huge. It has a ton of buyers there. I'd forget the number, but you know, almost who, who doesn't do business with Amazon, right? Um, nearly every sale I've made has come through their ecosystem rather than from my own site. And I think that's a really important point to make in that there's an opportunity for aspiring authors to succeed just by virtue of being available on their platform by showing up to the game, even if you don't have a large audience of your own. It's like um, it's like the guy hawking programs outside of the stadium. He might not sell very many, but he will definitely sell zero if he's not there at all. And to be sure, so so full disclosure, my hourly wage as an author is abysmal, but it's something I like to do, and it's getting it's only getting better over time. And of course, publishing has many benefits outside of making money too. Now, over the course of the year, I've had the chance to meet and interact with several other Kindle authors, um, most, of, most of which are far more successful than me. And uh, the, most of these interactions happen through Pat Flynn's Kindle Author Facebook group, um, which I'll link to in the show notes at SideHustleNation.com slash episode nine. And one of those authors is Steve Scott, who has turned Kindle publishing from kind of a, an afterthought side hustle into a pretty serious business in a little over 12 months. He now has 15 titles out, 
plus um, a few more under a couple different pen names and more coming out all the time and is generating thousands of dollars a month in book royalties. It's a really cool story. Um, you can find his books at ebooksbysteve.com, which will redirect you to his Amazon author page. And um, you're going to get a ton of value out of this interview because I know everyone has a book inside of them is just waiting to get out, waiting to get down on paper and out to the world. And during the call, Steve shares some great insights from his journey as an author and how you can get started building a passive income publishing side hustle business of your own. All right, Steve, welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Hi, Nick. How are you doing? Doing well, thanks. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. So you are a pretty prolific Kindle author. I see on your um, Amazon page up to 15 titles. You're putting out books faster uh, than I can read them. And they're all um, you know, really highly rated, and, and I'm, I know they're doing really well. But I wanted to ask how you got the idea to get started. Like, When did you get started as an author? Uh, I actually have a couple answers to that. I published my first book back in February 2012 as more of a um, traffic generation strategy. I just, just like I heard that about Kindle, and I just put a book out there, basically repurposing five blog posts. And I threw it up there, and I promptly forgot about it for about um, I would say like four months or so. Okay. And it, I know it's like making a sale every day, a price at 99 cents, really not really valuing any of the content. And actually, it was. Pretty much, literally, this time last year, right around my birthday, like the last week of June, okay. that I um, happy birthday. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, that I decided to publish my second book. So I actually put a little more effort into it, but it's a typical how to make money with affiliate marketing. Nothing really that special. So I knew I had that first book, and I never actually tried that quote unquote KDP free days that they they had, and I really had no clue what what that could do. So I just decided to, as part of promotion for the second book, to run a KDP promotion on the first book, giving away for free. I went away for the weekend for 4th of July. I came back and I noticed that the, the first book was selling seven or eight copies a day. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. This is actually like for real money. This is, you know, I did a quick calculation that probably pretty much everyone does. Oh, this is $10 a day. That's you know thousands of dollars a year. Yeah, that's so, outstanding. Uh, so I was like, oh, this is... Um, this is definitely someone I pursue, something I want to pursue. But like a lot of things in my life, I had to put it off for about three months because I was um, traveling with my girlfriend for uh, about two months. So pretty much, I didn't wasn't able to take action up until September of 2012. And then pretty much since then, I've been publishing every three or four weeks. But I, I guess the the one idea that I had while while traveling is that if I actually could take the same effort that I would for my blog post and actually put a ton of really concentrated uh, focus on one individual topic and actually treat each book like it's its own uh, kind of mint or larger blog post. And there will actually be something there as far as like teaching people um, individual aspects of running internet business. Okay. So yeah, you were running a uh, an online marketing blog at stevescottsite.com called yes. Authority or Internet Lifestyle Without the BS. Love the uh, catchphrase there. Um, and so there was a shift in strategy from publishing stuff for free on the blog to publishing um, in book form on Kindle. Exactly. And I, I remember putting a ton of effort for uh, like a year or two, a couple of years ago, and pretty much seeing almost no result. Like I would get a, a lot of traffic, but people really wouldn't do much when they came to my site. They would like the blog post, they would share it, but I really was, I didn't have anything to technically offer them besides just one information product. Okay. And I, and I guess what I learned to this whole Kindle process is it's kind of a, 
a bridge between information products and having a blog, whereas you could write one Kindle book a month and actually have something to regularly offer your blog followers or readers or whatever type of audience you have. Okay, very cool. So one thing you touched on was uh, KDP, which is the Kindle Direct Publishing, which if you sign up for KDP Select, it's a three-month, I guess a three-month term that they lock you in for that says... Um, Amazon will have exclusive rights to your book. The content can't be uh, found anywhere else. And in exchange for that, they're going to let you um, offer the book up for free for five days within that three-month window, correct? Yes, absolutely. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And what, so what's the advantage of giving, you know, you put all this effort into creating your, your book and we said, hey, we don't want to give content away for free anymore like on the blog, but now we're going to put it in book form and now we're going to give it for, away for free. So what's the advantage of doing that? Uh, well, actually, I have kind of two answers for that because what worked for me six months ago is actually starting not to work anymore, and I guess we'll touch on that in a bit. But um, at one point with KDP, you could basically release it for free and it would hit uh, basically Amazon's natural algorithm where like free downloads would sometimes equate to paid downloads and you would get on people's kind of – the customers also bought tab that's right below the book that you're looking at. So basically by giving away a lot of free books, you would kind of game uh, Amazon's algorithm to where once it hits a free chart, you would actually get more paid sales. And it's especially useful if you have no existing platform. You can get a lot of eyeballs on uh, people who have never heard of you before. And if you have other books in your funnel, then 
people, if they like your one book, they can go buy your future books. Okay. Now, with all, all that said, a lot, there's been, I would say, the last two or three months, there's been kind of a um, decrease in the results that you get with free promotions. Um, I still think it's a valuable tool for people who are getting started, but if you have an existing platform, then there's other strategies for, um, you might be better suited to try other strategies, like starting a book, selling it at 99 cents instead of giving away for free. Okay. Okay. So maybe Amazon is tweaking their algorithms to devalue the the free downloads? Yeah, there, there's a lot. I've been reading a lot of blog posts and a lot of um, kind of forum threads on this subject, but that, that's one of the thoughts. And then also with, with Amazon Associates program, they ended, basically people were gaming the Associates program where they would host all these different free promotions on their blog. And if people went and downloaded free books, they would still get a 24-hour cookie where anything that they bought on Amazon, they would get an affiliate marketing commission from. So basically Associates came back and they ended effectively ended that whole that whole thing that people could do okay so that so, so that the people aren't getting quite the numbers that they want and that which has a trickle down effect to the free ebooks okay okay so so your um the topics of your books are primarily focused on um on internet marketing and in your background um, in the affiliate space is there kind of an idea generation process that you went through? Like, kind of walk me through the first uh, couple titles and how you came up with those. Um, let's see. The first title actually really, I guess it's kind of ironic because the first title is about actually how to find uh, ideas. So basically the first, <laughs> okay. the, the first two, I, I basically spent the first two not really knowing what I was doing. So after that, I decided to actually really take an approach and figure out how to actually identify what sells. So I actually generate a bunch of ideas. So basically, I just took all my old blog posts and kind of reverse engineered what actually would sell. And I figured that actually the Kindle publishing space, like information about the Kindle publishing space was pretty popular. But I definitely wasn't an expert on the topic at all. I knew I knew I was an expert in trying to create a book about it wouldn't be fair to any readers. What I was good at is trying to figure out how to actually identify what would sell. So... Basically, I just took the idea of a Kindle topic and then broke down to one specific problem: there, the idea of being able to generate uh, ebook ideas. Okay. And it, pretty much from there, I, I like a lot, a lot of times my ideas will all just go look at the books that are in the marketplace, look at the different categories, and the litmus test I use is the number, uh, the best-selling ranking of twenty thousand or less, which basically equates to five books a day. Okay. Which is if you're pricing at two ninety nine, it's about ten bucks a day, and for me that's that's a win. If I can get a book that's selling five books a day, I'm really happy. Um, so yeah, basically I just look at the the books in the marketplace, see what's selling, and if I if I find something that's selling that actually directly relates to something I've done, then I try to find a, a good hook point for that. So for instance, my fourth book was basically how to get um, one hundred thousand blog visitors. I I looked at the the charts and realized that blog the topic of blogging was important, but not really many people were talking about how to actually get blog traffic, and that was something I, I was pretty good at from okay. my experience in the last couple of years. Okay. So how long, you know, how long, I think of a book and you think of like these big old tones, like how long in maybe in words or pages, like does it take to be a book? Uh, there's definitely a lot of disagreeing opinions. My my baseline is around 15,000 words and the longest I've written, I think, is around 22,000 words. So I try to hit the 15,000 word at the bare minimum, but then anything after that is just as much as much content as I feel 
really is appropriate for that particular topic. Okay. In the past, though, I've written, I would say, 13 or 14,000 words. Okay. But, um, the still seems I still price it all the same at two uh, ninety nine. I guess really the important thing is I make sure I, I'm pretty much answering every question a reader has about that particular topic. Gotcha. And so fifteen thousand words is um, that's not super long, but that's I mean in in word that would be from my experience probably maybe fifty or seventy pages. Um, so it's not short either. No, it's definitely not short. But I, I guess if you Kind of, if you get developed the habit where you're getting up every day writing for an hour or two, it actually doesn't take very long when if you're committed to doing it on a daily basis. Okay, that was the next question. Like, how long it takes to uh, to create all that? I would, for me, and I'm actually not the the, the fastest writer. I, I really only average about maybe a thousand decent words. Actually, more like 800 decent words an hour and a, a 1,200 kind of rough draft words an hour. So. There's some people that can do 2,000. I'm not too sure how they can do that, but okay. But it, well, here's um, a, here's a guy who with with 15 uh, books in under a year who says he's not the fastest writer in the world. <laughs> so that's um, no, I think that's uh, inspire or um, inspiring for everybody. Yeah, it's definitely if you, if you commit to writing an hour a day, um, and obviously that's going to require some sacrifice, like maybe not watch television as much or get up an extra extra hour every single day and kind of lose a little bit of sleep but it's actually it's definitely doable if you actually commit to doing on this every every single day yeah i found um i think in march i did a 30-day writing challenge where i committed to um to 500 words a day good good bad or ugly just get that down on the page and i think that habit of forcing yourself to create something and kind of make make a little bit of progress each day was really really important Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think, like you said, even 500 words a day, that can definitely, it's, you're just chipping away a larger goal by doing smaller things. It, it can be pretty daunting to say like, oh, God, I'm never going to finish this. But yeah, when you kind of take it step by step, um, it adds up over over the course of a couple of weeks. Definitely. And actually, I, one thing that I found is don't be afraid to have the crappy first draft. Pretty much everything I've written, the first draft is just horrible. It's almost more what I call stream of consciousness writing, where I'm almost half writing, but half writing reminders to myself, but just having something down there. Okay. And then when then you come to the second draft, it's like you use what you previously wrote almost as a prompt to actually get down what you actually wanted to say. Okay, great. Now, are you, you know, you're writing everything yourself, or are you, have you tried outsourcing any of this stuff? Because that's kind of been a topic of conversation from, for some people. Uh, definitely for uh, I, I have a couple of rules for for how I use outsourcing for the Steve Scott books. Absolutely no, there's no no outsourcing. I just I like to write those myself because half the time the the good stuff comes from me kind of going through that second draft and really realizing what I meant to say. Okay. What I am trying with um I'm starting a whole new personal development uh, line of books. I'm working on my third and fourth right now. What I'm doing now is I'm outsourcing kind of the same idea with the rough draft as I basically outsource a really good quality rough draft and then basically I'm going over that um, doing almost a complete rewrite but putting everything in my words but I find even just paying $500 for someone to come out with a pretty good rough draft is it saves me about a week of time okay and you find um, just high quality writers on on Elance or, or is there a special like um, I guess copy or um, ghostwriter marketplace uh yeah i'm i'm really sophisticated i use elance okay i i know there's some there's lots of other places to find them i think specifically um if you want to go to, to the job board at problogger.net 
that's another good place I've heard people use. But I found basically by just doing a mass catacall in Elanson and really getting serious with your vetting process and really drilling down, trying to find someone who has specific knowledge with the topic you're trying to outsource, that really helps. Okay. For people starting out, it seems like um, there's a, I don't know, you, you hear about the, the kind of blockbuster stories of people making it big with fiction with one or two big hits, but it seems like maybe nonfiction starting out anyways is a better opportunity because people are willing to say, to spend money to solve a problem or, or to, to help them make money down the road. Absolutely. I think pretty much if you have some knowledge about topics, you, you can turn what you know into a pretty good, decent, uh, a pretty decent Kindle book. Um, I think with the, the fiction, the idea with fiction is I think people have the home run mentality. They're, they're trying to find that one or two books that's, that's going to make them tons of money. Whereas I find it's almost like a network effect with Kindle books where you, you want to write a bunch of stuff on a similar topic and uh, build up an audience over time. Yeah, because if yeah, you're not going to um, go from unknown to to you know creating the next Harry Potter series or something. I mean, it could happen, but it's not likely. Yeah, I, I think for every one story of like the I forgot that person's name, E.L. James or something with the Fifty Shades. For every one person like that, there's like thousands of people who <laughs> build businesses just one book at a time. Yeah, and so you've got quite a portfolio, and so like you said, if at two ninety nine, five sales a day gives you about ten bucks, so you're three hundred dollars a month times however many titles, um, you can definitely see how the potential is there to um, to really make a, a significant business out of it. Definitely, and there are some. I've had a couple of books that go way over the the five books per day, and I have a couple that go under. So it, it's it's more of an aggregate thing. So just don't stress out about individual books. Try to just build up a network of books. And that's looking at the sales rank for um, similar titles or kind of similar titles in that topic area on Amazon, and looking. You said the target was twenty thousand. Yeah, that that's my my general thumb, and actually. The last two books I've written, I've actually haven't even seen that number. I just wrote it because I actually felt like it's important to write about. Okay. Have you been um, pretty loyal to KDB Select, or are you trying out? Um, some people have asked me about Barnes and Noble, and um, what's the what's the Sony like the Kobo? Like, is there an advantage to distribution outside of Amazon? I. I think there is, um, but I don't want to talk on my butt. Basically, I'm still all on KD- KDP. All my books are even still in the KDP program just because I still get a significant amount of borrows even though I'm not using the free days that much. Okay. Um, and uh, generally, uh, let's backtrack, borrows a lot of times are they equal about two bucks per borrow. So for me, it's pretty much like making a sale. So I, I kind of like those borrows, and that's more than 10% of my income. And generally, the, the rule of what I've heard is all the other platforms combined equals about 10% of what you can get with Amazon. With that said, I think Kobo is making a huge tracks into the market. And um, obviously, Barnes & Noble has some numbers and Apple, potentially. I just haven't taken the time to actually move all my books into that platform. Yeah, and it's even if people don't have a, you know, the Kindle hardware, they can still get the, the iPad, iPad app, iPhone app. Um, so there's still ways for them to, to access the content. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't even actually own a Kindle. I just read all my books on either my iPad or my iPhone. Okay. Very good. Um, have you done any... So I just um, created my first um, CreateSpace paperback for my treadmill desk book and have been uh, like, surprised that people 
and I, I put it up there at like a eight ninety nine price point versus two ninety nine for the Kindle edition, basically as a marketing tactic to make the Kindle look like a better deal. Um, but surprisingly, some people have bought the paperback version, and so I was curious if you have tried that at all. Uh, no, I haven't. Actually, I, I agree totally what you said about the marketing standpoint. I, I, the only reason I would do it because it does make the value of the Kindle book look better. I just for me, it's like an eighty twenty thing where I'd rather the time I'd spend trying to figure out formatting and and all that stuff. It could be time spent writing the next book. Yeah. So that's what probably, that's what like, your virtual, virtual assistant's for. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I totally. It's one of the things where I totally agree. <laughs> I just don't do it. Um, and actually, I, I think the idea of having a physical book is—it's a great idea. I just, I'm kind of seeing something that's really working for me, so I'm just trying to be uh, tightly focused on that one activity and not stressing out about it, it, how does my book look in paperback form. One of the toughest parts about starting and growing your business is figuring out how to build relationships. As you know, people are more likely to buy from and do business with people they know, like, and trust. But when it comes to networking, where do you start? And what if you're more introverted like me? What if you're more wallflower than social butterfly? Well, there's a recent episode of a great podcast called This is Small Business that walks you through how to figure this stuff out. The episode is called How Networking Can Help You Build and Grow Your Business. And inside, you'll learn practical tips on how to build business relationships that don't feel so transactional. A couple parts I liked in particular were how to break into those uh, tight little circles at networking events where you're kind of standing around awkwardly on the outside, and then what you should say in a follow-up email to somebody that you meet there. This is Small Business answers a ton of these questions that all entrepreneurs have, like how to use social media to grow your business, how to find your ideal price point, how to know when you're ready to launch your product, and tons more. So give it a follow. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, wherever you listen to podcasts. This edition of the Side Hustle Show is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. That means whether you're just starting out or your side hustle is already growing like crazy, Squarespace takes all things website-related and makes them easy. I want to highlight a few Squarespace features for you. One I knew about and a couple I didn't. First off, where Squarespace really shines is this huge library of professional website templates. That means you're not starting from scratch because they've got designs for every category and use case that you can customize to fit your unique needs so your business stands out online. That was the thing I knew about. Second one was new to me, and that's their online store functionality. Whether you're selling physical or digital products or a service, Squarespace has got the tools you need to start selling online. And third is their email campaigns. They make it easy to collect email subscribers from your site and drive engagement and sales through Squarespace email campaigns, and you can track the results of every send with built-in analytics. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash side hustle to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash side hustle. Okay. Yeah, there may be something to that um, as well as it in terms of like adding legitimacy to it. Like, oh, it's even though it's still self-published, it's like, well, there is is a physical copy. So maybe it's a step above just like the regular self-published. And no, you're definitely right. And probably uh, when I get back from vacation, I'm probably going to find my the one book that sells the best, try to put that in paperback form, and then just see what happens from there. Yeah, worth it to test out. So one thing um, you mentioned earlier is that the first couple titles were uh, kind of compilations of blog posts that you had previously written. 
And I think that's a really good point for people who are thinking about starting, uh, you know, becoming an author. And you look back, like probably the best example is the four hour work week goes on to be a number one bestseller. And then you find out after the fact, oh, that, you know, this was just a collection of blog posts that Tim Ferriss had written over the years. You know, I didn't know that. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and I've even read that book a couple of times. Oh, that makes sense because his very long, detailed blog posts. Yeah, that's um, you definitely can do that with KDP. Um, my one warning is actually what I ultimately did do is go back and delete the blog posts that I referenced because if you're giving books away for free through KDP, you can't really have it anywhere, even if it's your own content. So. Okay. What you can what you can do, and I, I've actually repurposed some of my blog posts from my later book, is just just do a simple rewrite of it. And if you've read it one time, it's pretty easy to go back over the content and change change the text enough so you're not um, triggering Amazon's kind of duplicate filter um, doohickey. Gotcha, um, gotcha. I don't know. I don't know the fancy word for whatever it is. Yeah, but no, that makes sense. Um, I just wanted to bring that up for people. Like you know, it can be a daunting task to say, "Well, I've got to write this whole book." Well, I was thinking, well, some of it or a portion of it may already be written in something else you've already created. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's a great starting point, especially if you're a pro- prolific blogger. You probably have tons of books just sitting on your website right now. Yeah, and that's what um, Seth Godin has done probably half a dozen times. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah he's, definitely, he's the repurposed champion. Yeah, definitely. Um, so is this a feasible side hustle like for somebody to do in their part-time? You mentioned maybe an hour a day if you can commit. Absolutely. Um, I think it's no. It's definitely it's definitely something you could do in your part time. I think the way Amazon's going is ultimately you definitely want to start building a brand outside Amazon because you you don't want to be like what they call digital sharecropper where you're building a business off of someone else's platform. So I would say you can definitely hustle. I would say get those first couple books out there and maybe start building a blog in addition to it or a blog or a YouTube channel or a podcast like you do. You want to have some sort of other platform where you can build an audience that gets on your email list. And I think that's most important is like you definitely want to have an email list because if things change, you still have a group of people who like your content. Okay. Speaking of email list, email marketing blueprint, the ultimate guide to building an email list asset, two ninety nine on Amazon by Steve Scott. <laughs> that sounds, <laughs> sounds familiar. <laughs> awesome. Um, any other, I guess, tips for aspiring authors looking to get started on this platform? I think everybody should have a book. I think everybody's got a book in them. And, um, you know, there's no better, uh, I was at a conference, he said, there's no better business card than, than saying you're a published author and say, hey, hey here's my book. I think I was at the same conference. I heard that. I remember that line. <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely, um, I would say just commit. I'm trying to think of actual, actionable stuff. Um, I would say definitely commit to the daily, um, the daily writing plan. I would do your research before writing a book. Don't, don't just assume the market's going to buy something. Like actually spend an hour or two, look at all the different books that exist on the platform. Um, obviously, don't go and rip off what's, what's written, what's actually already published, but try to find your own hook or your own angle for the content that currently exists. Um, I would say definitely build up a, a platform, definitely build up an email list. Um, uh, one, one trick, actually, if you do have an email list, when you actually release a book for free through KDP, you want to have some sort of blurb at the beginning of the book within the first 10% so people can go to join your email list even if they don't buy your book or download their book. And because, you can, um, because that's what shows on the uh, preview? 
Yeah, exactly. I, I should have clarified that. Yeah, it's like even if a book is for sale, people can still click on the preview, see that you have an email list, and they can go join your email list. So you can. Oh, that's kind a, that's a great tactic. <laughs> Yeah, I've used that all the time. I would say you get about 30, 40, 30 to 40 subscribers a day just from Kindle traffic. Wow. So it definitely <laughs> definitely helps to build up. Like You can definitely use Amazon to build up your email list. Yeah, that's huge. And so is there an end game in terms of like you know making these $2.99 sales? Like is there you – know, some people are using it for lead generation to sell something bigger, maybe personal – coaching or some other information product or are you you're just in it to sell more books um yeah actually the first strategy you just described i think that's an excellent strategy but i it's not for me personally because i i like the idea of just using amazon book buyers to buy more books actually if i i know if i actually create a good low-cost product that actually helps in the problem they'll be more likely to go buy a, a second book, a third book, a fourth book. And I think for now, like I'll, obviously maybe if I talk to you in about a year from now, my strategy might change, but I just, I just like the idea of just keep on writing books that solve different aspects of running internet business. And for my habits website, it'll be different aspects of habit development. The idea that help them once and they'll be more likely to go buy more. Right. But, but like you said, like people do successfully um, have information products that they, they upsell or they get them to join an email list and they can sell them affiliate products or even just use their blog as a, use the books that build up their blog platform. So there are many other things you can do with Amazon Kindle readers. I just I personally just like to turn book buyers into book buyers. No, that's that's that works. That's great. Is this kind of your main um, your main focus for this year or kind of like is this a full time gig for you? Uh, yeah, I've actually been internet mark- doing internet marketing for about 10 years now, um, full-time since 2005. So I've been kind of changing strategies over the years, so I'm constantly adapting things. But um, I guess the one thing I'm actually trying is I'm still doing the Kindle stuff uh, through Steve Scott, but with the, the aforementioned Habits uh, website, I have this whole theory that basically you can build authority presence by using Kindle books, and you can actually – use the Kindle traffic to check out your blog, to join your email list, to buy mobile apps. So I'm actually trying this large-scale project that will probably take me for the rest of this year and pretty much all of 2014. Okay. So it it does involve Kindle. It's just one aspect of of a main authority presence. Yeah, it's a new new marketing channel or a new – yeah, just a new new way to to go to market and get traffic to a site. Definitely. Well, very cool. so if everyone listening, go check out um, Steve Scott's page on Amazon. You can just search him on Amazon and also stevescottsite.com. Anywhere else people should find you? Actually, it's, I'll, I'll make it easy. Um, and actually, I guess this is another tip. If you're publishing Kindle books, get a redirect um, URL. So anytime you talk to people or stuff, you can just rattle that off and people can easily find your book. Um, my website for my Amazon books is ebooksbysteve.com. Oh, perfect. But uh, yeah, just go to name.com and just register an easy to remember name and just have it automatically go to your books. And that's, you can help people easily find your content. Great. Um, yeah, great idea there. Well, awesome. Um, thanks so much for coming on the show and have an awesome time um, in Greece this summer. Oh, thanks, Nick. All right. There you have it. So one point of clarification, when Steve was talking about borrows on Amazon, when you're enrolled in KDP Select, another benefit is that Amazon Prime members can borrow your book for free, and each month there's a 
pot of money that Amazon distributes to the authors for that. And so like you mentioned, it usually works out to about two bucks a borrow. And so as Amazon pushes Prime more and more, it's just one more benefit of granting them that exclusivity um, for your book. And I found that you can generate more borrows when you price your books higher, because I believe people only get one borrow a month, so they're more likely to spend it on an eight or nine dollar book than a three dollar book. So there's some sensitivity analysis and some testing to be done to find the optimal price point for your work. And um, and that's our show. So tremendous opportunity out there. Um, even though the game is constantly changing, I'm still bullish on Kindle publishing and hope to have another title or two out in the near future. But I'm curious, what do you think? Are you going to publish a book? Have you already? Let me know in the comments at sidehustlenation.com slash episode nine. Would love to hear from you. And a couple shouts to wrap up the show. Big Side Hustle Nation. Thank you to Nick Ramirez One and Stephen NM for the five-star iTunes ratings. Love it. And if you like this free show, you can show your love by dropping in quick review in iTunes. It really is a huge help and very much appreciated. Until next time, get out there and make something happen. And I will see you in episode 10, where we learn how one part-time blogger makes three to $5,000 every month. You won't want to miss it. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. Is there a more dreaded question than what's for dinner? Meal planning and eating well to hit your nutrition goals doesn't have to be complicated. Our sponsor, Factor, makes it easy by sending delicious, ready-to-eat, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals right to your door. Every week, you've got over 35 different menu options to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie options, and more. Some personal favorites of ours so far have been the garlic mushroom chicken thighs and the Indian butter tofu. These are restaurant quality meals ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. It's the perfect easy button solution for busy side hustlers and couples. And it's not just dinner either. Factor has nutrient-packed snacks, smoothies, breakfasts, and more. And hey, plans change, which is why you can scale up or down your meals or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com slash sidehustle50 and use code sidehustle50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. That's code sidehustle50 at factormeals.com slash sidehustle50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active. Big thanks to Factor for sponsoring the show.